0: Good afternoon or morning or wherever it is this time of day, wherever you're located, because we like to broadcast everywhere. And I am Christine Dean, your DFW networking diva. I love connecting you to who you want to know. I love talking about everything doing with entrepreneurial um, mindset and businesses and nonprofits and organizations. And I love introducing you to people that I think you should know. And I really want you to know Michael Chavez and welcome, Michael. Hello.
1: Hello, Christine. How are you today?
0: (laughs) Welcome to the fun. We're going to have a good time today. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) So, Michael Chavez, I actually met through the DFW Veterans Chamber of Commerce. And because Michael's a veteran, and so you spent some time in the service, I think. You want to talk to us a little bit about who you are, what your background is, Michael?
1: Well, I, of course, served in the Navy for 20 years. I went in um, about two weeks after I graduated high school, and I could say I literally grew up in the military. Um, I had the opportunity to do things and to experience life that I would have never done had I stayed home. I entered as an electrician, and I know when I first entered, I knew that I wanted to have a marketable skill, which was being an electrician. But as time went on, I realized that I didn't want to be an electrician when I'm like 50, 60 years old, because it's like, okay, it's fun. It's interesting. But there was more to what I wanted to do than just being an electrician. And I got to travel around the world and I did like a self-prophecy. I told my high school sweetheart before I entered that I was going to travel around the world and meet thousands of people. And that's what I've done as I've traveled around the world and met thousands of people. And uh, saw things that, like I said, I would have never done if I stayed home in Amarillo.
0: So, you're originally from Amarillo?
1: Yes. Yes, I am. Ah,
0: so, you're a true uh, born Texan, is what you're saying. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, I'm a native Texan.
0: Well, I wasn't born here, got here as soon as I could. But that's the thing, do a, I always tell my, my kids, do it while you're done, um, young and dumb, right? My, my baby's in the Air Force. And so I'm like, go see the world, go visit everything. Was that one of your favorite parts about being in the service? Or what did you love most about being in the service? Well, I think uh,
1: actually being able to travel around the world. Uh, I knew years ago I wanted to go to Australia And I was hoping to be on a ship that went there so I got to go in I think 1997. I made it to Perth and we're supposed to go into Sydney but they were having Australia day and they said we don't want any Americans coming in our harbor on this day so they sent us to Hobart Tasmania which I never realized that Tasmania existed until then and so I got to see some place that was definitely unplanned and so when I say I've been around the world I have literally been around the world.
0: What does that mean around the world? So, do you have some kind of? Isn't there something like when you cross the equator and stuff that you get in the Navy? Did you get one of those?
1: Oh, yeah. I made it across the equator so many times I lost count. <laughs> and they call it the showback. And like they say, when you cross at zero, 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 you know, they give you a golden showback. So, that's the international dateline at the equator. And so I did that. And when I first the first experience of crossing the equator was back in 1986. And that's when I got my show back. And after that, then I was able to be the one given all the, uh, the attention to the people who have never crossed before. And that was, uh, that was an experience that, you know, I only saw it. I, you know, saw it in books and stuff like that. But, uh, it is a very fun experience. And a lot of people were so afraid of it. And it's like, we're not there to hurt you. And it wasn't intended to hurt you, but it was just there to have fun and just to relax just do something you just wouldn't have never done otherwise.
0: So we're talking about some of the bonding rituals in the service? Is that what that is?
1: Oh, yeah, that's definitely bonding. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody wants to fit in, right? And so when, when you never cross the equator, they just call you a wall, call you a poly wall. And so that's kind of to some extent, as a young person, that's kind of degrading, but, you know, you're not really uh, your feelings aren't hurt, but it's just like you, you wanted to be part of the crew. You wanted to be a shellback. though so, I mean, just something to be part of the group.
0: So you graduated from Pollywog to shellback. Is that part of yeah. your, your adventures and claims to fame? Right. Now, you said you traveled all over the world. So you mentioned um, going over the equator. You mentioned going to Australia. What were some other favorite places you had a chance to visit?
1: Uh, We made it to Valparaiso, Chile, and down to South America, and that was a very good time. Uh, I went through, I did go to uh, several countries in South America, Venezuela, Colombia, went to the Panama Canal three times, um, made it to Ecuador, Peru, uh, made it up the west coast all the way up to the Aleutian Islands, went up to the east coast all the way up to Bath, Maine, been to the Gulf of Mexico, been to the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, made it to several countries in West Africa, made it to the Middle East, Uh, made it to Japan, Singapore, Thailand, the Philippines, made it to Hong Kong. So, made it to Europe. I actually been to Moscow back in 1996, which was a very interesting experience. Uh, That's when I was looking for love in the wrong places. And then I made it to Ukraine as well. when I say around the world, I have been around the world. And 1995, I made it completely around the world. Started in San Diego and came back a bit, Wow. You
0: know, so you literally have been around the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know why, uh, you know, Patrick Walker hasn't recruited you for Expedia Cruises yet. Because it seems to me, wherever it is, oh, I've been there. Here, let me tell you about that place. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Your your second calling, right? is going to be a tour guide. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) How much fun is that? So you spent 20 years literally traveling the world with the service. Uh, And then when you got out, you said uh, you'd done electrician stuff beforehand, but now you're like, now you've got a whole new world, right? So how do you decide what you want to do when you get out?
1: Well, I always knew, uh, actually I knew back in 2000 that, um, I wanted to have my own business and my own business and my business was to help people. And so I have this vision as to what I want with my business. And I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know what I was going to experience before I got there. And this takes me into personal development. And I always enjoyed finding the people that were alienated or the outcasts in the group and just taking them and bringing them into the group and just bringing the best out of them. So that was something I really enjoyed. Um, and I think a lot of people, they grow up not knowing who who they are. I was one of them. And so the military, you know, you you develop a persona, you, you learn who you are, and you sit there because they give you responsibility. So then you get to do things that, you know, you never done before in your life and you get to bring the best out in yourself and then you can bring the best out in others. So... Since I've been separated, it's been an interesting journey. I've been married, divorced, I dealt with cancer, so I beat cancer. Um, had periods of unemployment, periods of depression, and just a lot of uncertainty because I was not, from my perspective, was not living my purpose. And I always thought, well, I'm here to help people, so I was just going to the wrong places to help people. And that's how I got into my own business is because now I can show people that in regards of what you're dealing with, divorce, health issues, unemployment, not the end of the world. I mean, there's just always something better, something something that you can find in yourself, find your purpose.
0: So it's all about purpose. So you said you your purpose is finding others. So do we find a lot of people that don't seem to be aware of their purpose i i know i've noticed people that kind of wander aimlessly and they're not quite sure you go to work you come home you watch tv uh, you go to bed you start all over again the next day you know what i mean there's no fire in their belly there's no like urge like this is why i get up in the morning uh, have you found that to be the case also is that
1: yes yes as a matter of fact and that's why i dealt with all the things i dealt with because i wasn't living my purpose um i knew i wanted to have my own business but i we say we we played small because I took the first job that came to me, um, part-time temporary $8 an hour, something I was overqualified to do. Right. But despite that fact, that was probably the best job I ever had after I separated because I got to see, you know, North Dallas and I got to learn this area and just educate myself and meet people. And so that was really nice. And that's, I didn't have to go to the, I didn't have to punch a time clock. I didn't have to go to the office every day or every week. And they just said, here, just inspect postage meters. And that was fun.
0: Right. And then sometimes the opportunities come in the strangest places. Right. You just never know what that's going to be. And being open to possibilities. Like I said, we learn something. We have an opportunity to learn in every opportunity. And I could see a, a job like that where you get to know your area, know what's going on. That could be a lot of fun. You know, maybe not as much responsibility, may not pay as well, but it could be a fun learning curve. And and I know with a lot of veterans, it's not unusual to go through multiple jobs before they find that spot where they call home. Like you said, they'll get employed and they'll be underemployed, right? Because they're oh, skilled yeah. so much more than, are you are going to tell me in, in 20 years, that's all you knew how to do, right? I mean, you've got 20 years of work experience. You know a thing or two, okay?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's the biggest thing, too. And, and I try to share this with other people because... um. I don't mean this in a negative way, but the civilians have this uh, stigma about military people. And I've had people tell me, I don't like veterans. Okay, so what does that have to do with me? Uh, And they tell us what we know, what we don't know. It's like, well, do you serve in the military? No. Then how do you know what I know and what I don't know? And so one of the things, too, is that the Department of Labor determines the training that we get in the military so that it can translate into the civilian world. So a lot of our training and qualifications do translate into the civilian sector. And some employers know that some employers don't.
0: Right. And and their ignorance. Right. Not being educated, not knowing what's going on and how that all ties together. Because I know, you know, there's a whole process for the resume just for people getting out of the military. What does this mean in civilian language? Right. So helping people understand. But you're going to tell me in 20 years, I'm sure as you went up the ranks, there were training involved in that. There was probably leadership schools. There were right.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, once you get to like the rank of E4, I mean, they started with leadership training. And basically, that's what they want. They want leaders, you know, and they have this um, higher tenure. So if you're in the military, like especially in the Navy, if you're in the Navy for 10 years and you haven't gone past the rank of E4, they show you the door because you're just dead weight. You're not growing. You're not progressing. And that's one of the things that the military does is they don't want you to grow. They want you to progress. And that's what really helps a lot of people. And so I know some people who get out at the rank of E5, they spend 20 years and get out at E5. Those are people who just settled for just, they didn't want any more responsibilities. And so that's kind of a negative thing, but they always want you to advance in every enlistment that you go past four years. And uh, when I first went in, I was not intended to stay 20. I was not intended to achieve the rank that I achieved, chief petty officer and but people were telling me that i was going to be a cheap head officer. i was going to stay 20 years and i thought you know you're full of it i'm not going to stay that long and i'm not going to get there and the thing that really amazes me is that i made chief without even trying and there are people my peers who were doing everything they could to make chief but they just couldn't get there and i thought well what is the difference between them and me mm-hmm. and so i just come to discover it's not the, the awards that you get it's like who do you develop who do you who do you help become a leader and that's what they're looking for they want leaders who develop people they don't want the leaders who just people who want to just think about themselves because it isn't the awards that i got that really was fulfilling it was just who did i help and how did i help them and that was more fulfilling than you know the rank and the accolades that they could have given me
0: so basically, you're saying even though you got out and you decide you're going to help people, you've really been helping people all along.
1: Yes, yes, I have.
0: <laughs> I imagine that leadership training. And when you look at um, organizations and businesses, a lot of times you see the workers, right? They put in so much time, then they get a promotion, then a promotion, and a promotion. And each one of those promotions don't necessarily come with any kind of leadership training to get to the next level. When you look out in you know, civilian land, right, as we like to call it. so. Yes. You know, so you see people in positions, and you're like, okay, well, I have more leadership skills than you do. <laughs> Why are you questioning me? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I can imagine that makes it frustrating for a lot of veterans to try and get out and get into, you know, a job outside of the service because they do have so much experience that I think a lot of times they don't understand. So you see a lot of the veterans go into business for themselves. It's not uncommon at all, right? Because you know your skills, you know what you can do, and you know your strengths, you know your history, and you know where you can go with it, right? So you have all this background in leadership and helping people with um, transitioning different ways of being in the world, whatever their struggle is. And you mentioned some of them that you've gone through personally, which I think, um, you know, your title, your exact title, Michael, would be what? What do you want to? i say
1: a performance and a mindset coach, because what is uh-huh. the biggest thing that people deal with is like they deal with procrastination. They deal with, you know, not really having a goal or a purpose per se. And then the oh. mindset and so I have a podcast as well that's on the LBBM. I call it, it's also, it's a Michael Child's podcast, also known as The Other Side of the Bed. And you know how many people say, you know, I hate Mondays. I, they don't look forward to the beginning of the week, right? But they're always looking forward to the weekend. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, that was my life too. I hated Mondays and I always look forward to the weekends, but you always have a good time on the weekend because you're expecting a good time and you have a crappy week because you're expecting a crappy week. So how do I help people to realize every day is a new day to do better? And so when you look forward to every day as a new experience, and it definitely helps with your mindset, too, because you will always receive what you expect most of
0: the time. Right. now it makes sense. Right. When we think about um, mindset, right, it impacts everything that we do. And you come with this great, vast knowledge and experience just from the from your experience as a military, right? And the veteran. And so you understand what we're dealing with, right? Because whether you're yeah. um in the service or whether you're out in the real world, you still have to get along with people. You still have to get motivated to get out on Monday mornings, right? Even when you don't want to do it, it, it right. talked about a, a level of dedication, right? It wasn't like you could call your boss like, you know, I just don't feel like working today. <laughs> that really wasn't an option. So talk about understanding what it means to be truly dedicated to what you're doing right? Right.
1: It, so, um, go ahead.
0: No, I was just thinking about some of the life experiences that you were talking about. You know, you can relate to people, right? You talk about mindset. Every time we hit a bump on the road, right, we get to decide how we want to respond to that, right? Is it, ah, the world's coming to an end? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, yes. and and that's one of the things, too, is um, And it's all how we're conditioned, too, based on our environment and the people we hang around. And Tony Robbins talked about that some time ago. It's like, you know, you think about the the people you hang around the most, you know, the five people that you hang around the most. You look at them, that's your future. So if you hang around people who like to party on the weekends, get drunk on the weekends, you know, five years from this point, that's who you're going to be because that's all you're doing. But if you hang around people who are, you know, talking about, starting a business, investing money, Uh thinking about doing something to benefit the community and you hang around those people, then that's who you're going to be because that's kind of like birds of a feather flock together. Right. And so that's going to help people find a purpose. And I think that's why a lot of veterans, you know, struggle. I know that's why I struggled because I thought, why am I dealing with all this adversity in the workplace? Why am I with this? And it's like, okay, well, Again, I'm not my purpose, and I'm I'm not thinking the way they're thinking. Like, um, I don't like being around people who gossip because it really serves no purpose for anything in life. Mm-hmm. And when you find yourself in that area and you, you don't like it, then it makes life miserable and stuff like that. And uh, so that's when you have to learn, you know, what do I do differently? How do I change my perspective? How can I get people to to change their perspective because everybody wants you know wants people to act like them and to think like them and it's like yeah you don't do that and so right. a lot of veterans deal with that and they're like you know hey you know this is my mind and this is where i want to go and so veterans and civilians i mean we're speaking the same language but we're not speaking the same language
0: Right. If you've got goals, right, you can't keep doing what you've always done because where did it get you? Right. You haven't right. gotten anywhere. <laughs> You're hanging out with the same people, doing the same thing, having the same conversations. Right. If you right. want to make a change, sometimes you have to change your environment and you definitely have to change your thought process. Right. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes. And as a matter of fact, the Romans twelve two, And depending on which version you look at, it says. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you want to have a better life. You want to change something about your life you have to change the way you think and that is one of the things that you know that came to my attention it's like okay when i was miserable and not happy it's like okay why was i not why was i thinking that way well because of how i thought and the environment that i put myself into so mm-hmm. a couple of years ago i realized i said i want to change and the only way i changed was i got away from the things from negative people and negative environments. And I started hanging around with people who are positive positive. and everybody likes to be around positive people. And I can tell you, once I changed my thinking and started hanging around those people, my life has changed exponentially.
0: Oh, absolutely. Right. The, the Debbie Downer, right. You know, the, the one apple spoiling the bunch. Right. And, and being in that kind of environment, you start thinking that this is normal because it is your normal. To be around people that complain and don't want to do anything to fix it. They don't want to make anything better, right? It's this drone sheep mentality of, uh, yeah. And, And if you want out of that, right, you want something different, you got to make different choices to be around different people. They're going to lift you up, right, into that positive mindset. And like you said, sometimes that's how we were brought up. That's what we've always been around. And um, we got it maybe from our families or, you know, this, the culture that we're hanging out with. We have to make a change and get away from that.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. And, uh, you know, you think about the people who were addicted to something, whether it's gambling, you know, drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever. And they talk about how they were hit rock bottom with all that stuff. And then they talk about, how their life is so much better and it became better because they changed the way they thought they made a decision that they wanted to live a better life. And we hear it all the time, but people say, well, I don't know how to be happy. Like, you know, the, the world is right there in front of you and people are telling you all the time. I mean, how many times do you, you know, fall in the same hole before you realize, well, perhaps I shouldn't take this route. Right. And
0: people don't think about it being a choice. Right. We have yeah. a choice. Our, our minds are not in charge of us. We get to be in charge of it. Right. We get to decide where we want to put our energy, where we want to put our focus. And if we want to believe the stories that are going on inside of our head. Right. Is it a truth or is it a lie? Right. And, and is it just our truth? Is there more than one truth that we should be looking at here? Right. Just because we think it doesn't mean it's real.
1: Exactly. And um, I study the, the teachings of Bob Proctor. And so this is what really has really helped me is, is that he has a program called thinking into results that was created by him and his business partner, Sandra Gallagher. And so they created together the Procter Gallagher Institute. And it's about just changing lives. And so he says, you know, he got this from his mentor, Earl Nightingale, tell me what you want and I'll show you how to get it. Mm-hmm. And it's all with the thinking, you know, you don't have to be, live the same life over and over. And Albert Einstein said it. Insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that's how so many people live. And I was like, well, that's how I used to live. And oh, yeah. so this is why I like the the Bob Proctor teaching. And what I like most about him is he's very direct. And he just he uses a lot of metaphors in such a way that it makes sense. Okay. And it just simplifies the process and simplifies the understanding for me. And I like to share that with other people because, you know, we can turn on the news and it's all gloom and doom. Oh, the economy, this the economy, that, well, if that's all you listen to, well, then of course you're not going to be very happy because now you're making decisions based on what's being told outside of you. And Napoleon Hill writes in his book, you know, thinking grow rich, you know, and it's about taking control of yourself. You have to be the master of your own mind when you master your mind and your emotions. Well, then you can control the outside, and that's how people change is from the inside out.
0: Absolutely, that's a great, uh, great explanation of it, right? Mastering your own mind, right? Because who gets to be the master of what you think? You have to, right? If you're constantly being, you know, tossed to and fro based on all the input you're getting from the news and other people and negativity, right? It's going to Pressure down on your mind with some negative thoughts. There, right? So we have to decide what we're going to let in, right? Yeah, right. Who gets to be in charge? And I don't. I don't want the news to be in charge of what my thought process is. That's depressing. You know, they're not news cycle is not hey, we're all happy. Everybody, let's go out and you know skip uh, skip rope together and sing kumbaya and hold hands. And that's not what they're focusing on the news, right? The news is exactly. putting all this fear in us, right?
1: And, and that's why I don't watch the news. I mean, you know, I, I watched it you back in I. 9-11. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it back on 9-11. And it was like, you know, and it was the same thing over and over. And I'm thinking, you know what? This isn't. I don't want to feel this way. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's that fear. It's like, okay, the uncertainty, especially when you're in the military, because you don't know what's going to happen from, the, from one day to the next. And, you know, so 9-11, it was very unexpected. So it was like, people shouldn't live their life in fear. And that's the
0: point. That's just not making your decisions out based on fear, right? That's never going to go well. (laughs) You're you're not going to get the most out of your life. You're not going to have that positive mindset. You're not going to be able to look at the world of possibilities when you're stopping going, but I'm afraid I can't look past this. I'm afraid, right? What a horrible way to live your life, right? So for those that are, are having problems and struggling with with fear, um, you know, not having a positive mind. How do you help people? Because these are, these are real issues. These are everyday issues that, that some people are really battles are dealing with.
1: Well, I, I like to ask them, what my mentor asked me is like, you know, what do you want? How do you want your day to be? You know, do you want to be, you know, stuck inside and being afraid of going outside? Or do you want to sit there and be able to travel around the world? Do you want to earn more money? Do you really want to have a good relationship? Because, you know, in order to have those things, you have to take a risk and you have to go out there and be, you know, fearless and you have to be courageous because, you know, they say uh, something uh, a coward dies many times, but those who are bold and courageous only die once. And you think about people who are always staying home, they don't go anywhere. They're like, oh, this and that, I'm afraid of this. So every day you, you're dying, you're not living. And so that's kind of how I see it. You know, it's like, you know, what do you really want?
0: Yeah, so you really touch on the idea of, like you said, what do we want? And this is, this is where I, I, coaches come in handy, right? This is where people like you, thank goodness, are here to help us with our mindset, right? Right. And, and people sometimes are afraid to, to reach out and get that kind of help. I mean, when we talk about, you hear things like personal development and words get tossed around, but what does that really mean?
1: Well, you know, personal development, I mean, you look at, when I, when I see personal development, if somebody goes to the gym and starts exercising, they exercise and make that a habit, that's a part of personal development because you're taking, portion, taking care of a portion of your health. And depending on who you follow, there's like three or four different areas of health, your, your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health and your energy health. And you have to take care of all four of them. And if you're not taking care of, but one area, then you're not taking care of your overall health because what is the problem now? They talk about mental health and you talk about spiritual health. So all you're doing is your physical health and you are neglecting the other two. You're really not as healthy because you have to have your mind, which controls your body. And so you strengthen that mental health. And you talked about it earlier, you know, you have to make those decisions. What do you want to make? And you can accept and reject that information. Is this true or is it a lie? And how I look at it, the truth will never make you afraid and it will never make you intimidated. They don't, like they say, the truth will set you free. And the truth is what brings you peace and comfort. A lie is what really scares the hell out of you. Like, like if you sit there and somebody says something bad about you, and it, you know, it hurts your feelings or something like that. But it hurts your feelings because you know that it's not true. But when somebody says something kind and polite to you, say, oh, you look absolutely beautiful today, it makes you feel good. Why? Because they're telling you the truth. When they say something bad about you, they're telling you a lie, and that's why you feel bad.
0: Now well, I'm going to jump on that, Michael, because think about those with a negative mindset. You know, if someone gives you a compliment, and your response is, what do they want from me? Right. Like, what are they trying to get? Right. This is the negative mindset. Right. Rather than being able to accept somebody's truth, of like, oh, you look lovely today or thank you. That was very helpful. Right. Are they being sarcastic? Are they right? That's that little devil on your shoulder. Right. That's sitting there talking to you and it's telling you things that you think are true. Right. It's talking to right. you, but it's not true. Right. Don't don't believe it. The little devil on your shoulder.
1: <laughs> and it goes back to that that upbringing, because, I mean, if you grew up in an environment where people are criticizing you, now, some somebody gives you a compliment. And you're like, OK, so why are you complimenting me? More? You know, mm-hmm. so that that uh, double mind, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Really working with that mindset, because if that's how you grew up and that's the way it's always been for you, you assume that's natural. You assume that's the way it's supposed to be because you don't know any other way. Right. So, you know, when you start hearing these kind of podcasts and people are telling you, no, no, that's not how it has to be. You're like, really? But that's the way it's always been. Right. So having somebody just pry them open just a little bit to look at other possibilities. That's a That's a big undertaking, Michael. Is that the kind of things you're working with?
1: Well, yeah, Um, because, you know, like I said, I go back to my my experiences, you know, the divorce and the health issues and stuff like that. I mean, I never imagined myself being divorced. I didn't want to get divorced. I wanted to have a family. I wanted to be married and happily married. And I never imagined myself having cancer. I never expected that. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you deal with that? Because nobody could ever prepare you for those things. They can talk about it. You can see other people having it. But you will only never understand it until it happens to you.
0: Yeah, I imagine that gives you a a unique perspective to be able to, you know, when you're coaching with clients, you know, if you're working with another client that's had that's in that situation, right? Where they're like, oh, my goodness, cancer, that's we hear that and we're like, oh, my goodness, that's so overwhelming. Just the idea of it. Right. Let alone the processing and the process. How do you keep a good mindset? Right. When when something like that comes crashing down on you? So to have a coach that's been through that, been there, done that, can help guide you out of the the darkness on that with the mindset. Oh my goodness. What a treasure that must be.
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a positive thing and the more that I continue to study, and I, I study every day, and I can tell you that I don't go to bed in a bad mood. I might have had, you know, some areas of the day where it was stressful or maybe I wasn't as happy. But I learned that you get rid of the day when you go to bed and then I wake up in a good mood and I start off with gratitude. And when you read books like, um, the science of getting rich written by Wallace waddles, his longest chapter is the gratitude chapter. You have to be grateful for everything. Even the little things. I'm grateful because I woke up today. I'm grateful for my pet. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I have a comfortable bed and that's not big things, but those are things that really are important. Because when you look at homeless people, they don't have a comfortable bed. And they don't always have a roof on their head. So when you sit there and you look at it in that perspective, the, you know, your life might be crap, but there's somebody who has it worse than you or somebody who has it better. But you have to be grateful for what you have. But when you become grateful for what you have, then you get more.
0: Oh, absolutely. And if you think about it, I've got a friend that's a veteran that says, hey, any day somebody's not shooting at me is a good day. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, if you've been in a the veteran community or a veteran, right, you understand that mentality, right? But a lot of civilians will look at you like, what? Did they just say that? Yes, they did.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. When you look at the like, I think of that movie, uh, We Were Soldiers. I don't know if you saw that movie, but, you know, they, they had that one sergeant, you know, said something to the, the sergeant major. Morning, sergeant major. And said, how the hell in the kind of day you know what it is? You know how? How in the hell do you know what kind of day it is? Uh-huh. And so the guy's like, "What?" And so he sees them the second day. He goes, well, "What the hell are you, a weatherman today?" He's like, "What?" So when they go in battle and he sees that he survived the battle, then the sergeant major says, "Now it's a good day." <laughs> and so that guy yeah. just cried. So now he understood the concept. Okay, this is a good day.
0: Mm-hmm. Every day we alive is a good day. day. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have to decide what that is, right? And I think that's where the mindset coaching comes in, right? We have to decide what what is what is a good day for us, right? Like you said, I got out of bed, I've got food to eat, a roof over my head, you know, when it's raining, I'm dry, my dog loves me, you know, little things like that, right? Because it doesn't have to be something huge and earth shattering, right? You can be content, exactly right. And Learning to be content where you're at is huge.
1: Yeah. Because how many times have you heard somebody say, well, I'll be happy when I find the right person. I'll be happy when I get a new car. I'll be happy when I get a house. Well, how do you know? If you're not happy now, how do you know what happiness is going to feel like in the future?
0: And then sometimes you get there and it's like, this was not what I thought it was going to be.
1: Exactly. <laughs> when it comes to relationships, right?
0: Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Don't even get me started there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I know it's uh it's one of those things, right? We think we're going to be happy when. And there's always this thing in the future that's gonna be you know, it's like waiting until you retire to do your bucket list, right? Well, I'll do that later, right? Later doesn't come or you realize later has come so late that it's too late, right? You've missed all these opportunities to do what you want to do and make a difference in the world.
1: Exactly. And like they say, you know, tomorrow's promise to no one. And when I look at that and I see that, cause I had a good friend of mine, he was like in his mid thirties when he passed. And I was at a loss, like, you know, why? Cause he was like really healthy, he exercised. He didn't sit there and he didn't smoke. He wasn't, he didn't have any other than drinking. He didn't have any bad health habits. Mm-hmm. And I like, all of a sudden he's like, boom, he's, he's gone. And I come to find out he died of an aneurysm. And so
0: right.
1: that was, that's not planned.
0: Right. Yeah, that, that's one of those surprises, right, that you can't really plan for and you just don't know how long you have. So making the best of what you have today. Right. And and the mindset. Right. You get to choose if you want to be happy today. So we've talked a little bit about personal development, how that helps. And and we see there's people that, that need coaches to really just help them look at the world in a different way. Right. Who uses yeah. coaches? Well,
1: you'll know, look at the uh, Hussein Bolt fastest man in the world. He uses a coach. He's got great talent, but he says, well, I have talent, but I want somebody who's going to get me to the next higher level. Uh, You look at professional athletes. They're always using coaches. They have, uh, you look at the billionaires. They didn't all of a sudden wake up and all of a sudden they're a billionaire. Well, they said, okay, I want to earn a billion dollars. How do I get there? Well, you find somebody who's paved the path and who's created that path for you and you learn from them. So people who are wealthy, the people who are earning millions of dollars, you have business owners, business leaders who still use personal development because as I come to learn, I once thought I had all the answers to that. I didn't need anybody else's input to tell me how to live my life. And when I realized I wasn't getting the results I needed, then I was like, okay, well, I went through a couple of Tony Robbins seminars. After a second one, I was like, you know what? I do need a coach. I do need a mentor. And that's when my life changed because I needed a different perspective. And my coach, my mentor is, is a woman who's about 21 years younger than me. And that doesn't make any sense for most people because I'm like 58. She's like 30 something, but she had a, she had a perspective that I needed. And I knew that when I first met her, first started talking to her, she had something that I needed. And that was, she introduced me to Bob Proctor. She had her, way of doing business and and stuff like that uh and what i really admired about her is that she didn't cower back down because i knew that i could overwhelm people because i had such a you know overbearing attitude and she didn't back down she was very courageous and she basically told me point blank and told me the truth which i really respected because i didn't want somebody to sugarcoat it if i had my head in the wrong spot i'd rather somebody say you know what your head is in the wrong spot you need to rethink that Mm -hmm. okay now i can listen When you sit there and sugarcoat it, well, then I don't want to listen to you because, you know, they say, well, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Well, if you're worried about hurting my feelings, then you don't respect me as a person.
0: And that's a different mindset, right? Not everybody wants to hear reality. Not everybody wants to hear the truth. They don't, you know, oh, you hurt my feelings by speaking the truth. (laughs) They don't want to face their demons, right? Not everybody's ready, right? So not everybody is in a position where they're ready to be coached. But we don't have to be millionaires and multimillionaires to be to get a coach. Right. This is something oh, that know. everybody should take advantage of. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, I've been through counseling and I've gone to talk to counselors. And I went through marriage counseling and I went through personal counseling. And it was fine. But when I went to coaching, I call coaching maintenance maintenance and when you take care of the maintenance, you won't have to worry about the uh, counseling and the therapy. Because, you know, you think about your automobile, you take it to get the oil changed, you get the tires rotated, you get the tires changed. You do the maintenance on your car and that lasts longer. You don't wait till it's like you can't drive it anymore and then take it to the mechanic. And then they charge you like a thousand, two thousand dollars to get everything working. And that's how people live their lives. They, don't, they spend so much time not taking care of the maintenance and that goes back to the health the physical health, the mental health, the spiritual health. If you just take care of that on a daily basis, you know, don't worry about having a crappy day. When you do an inventory of everything you experience in the day, oftentimes you have two or three events out of the entire day that unfortunately makes for a bad day for most people. When they do an inventory and they look at all the good things that they experience, they've actually had a good day. They just allow two or three things to ruin their day.
0: Right. To overpower their day. When you look at it, OK, I had ten fantastic things happen and two things and eh, not so good, but they're going to fixate on the two things. Right.
1: This exactly. is where we need to
0: change our mindset. Right. It, it makes complete sense and you brought up a great point about maintenance, right? A lot of times in this culture, we don't fix something till it's broken. We have the, you know, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So we wait until we're at a point where we're going find the time a couple finally does marriage coaching or counseling, right? They've reached that point where they're ready to like strangle each other, right? We wait until exactly. our kids are not passing classes in school and then we get them a tutor, right? And a lot of times if you go to get help, before you're at that point, and I remember saying, "My child is struggling; they need help." And I'm saying, "Oh, well, they're passing all their classes. Yeah, they're passing with a C minus. It's technically passing, but it's 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 tanking here. We need some help. Oh, well, they're still passing their classes, so they're not eligible for any help yet. What? Right? That's the way a mindset of our culture, right? So. I could see coaching being a way to mitigate the process of every day, right? And learning how to have that that mindset to think positive, no matter what happens, we can we can make it through this. You know, that's going right. to be applied every day.
1: <laughs> exactly, and <clears throat> success isn't. People who are wealthy aren't successful. People who are successful are wealthy because money isn't going to come to you just out of the blue and all of a sudden, okay, I have a million dollars. Now I'm successful. You look at the people who win the lottery. They win the lottery. That doesn't make them wealthy. That just means they have a big bank account. But you look at the people who, you know, went through that growth period to earn the million dollars, the $2 million, the $10 million. That's who you become when you get to that point. Now they understand the concept of managing their money as opposed to somebody who just gets a windfall of money. And that's why a lot of people who win the lottery, all of a sudden, they're just bankrupt. They don't know how to handle that money.
0: Absolutely. So, and they don't know what to do with it, right? Now, you right. talked about the mindset and that working with the Bob Proctor, it really changed your mindset and how you were doing things and that you're really loving this thinking into results program. And, and, and we've heard about different life coaching and different kinds of programs. But, but what makes this one different? What Why did you fall in love with it?
1: Well, because it answered a lot of questions, because I used to ask myself, why do, you know, why this and why that? Like, I got dumped by a lot of girls, you know, it's like, OK, well, I found somebody else after they told me, oh, you're the best thing. You're too good for me. The next thing you know, well, I we had to break up because I met somebody else. I'm thinking, why did they do that? You know, because they build you up and then they just pull the rug out from under you. Mm-hmm. So you start asking yourself why. And so you think that you're broke. And so. This program taught me to understand who I am, and once you understand who you are, well then you can have better relationships because now you don 't take things personal, you understand who you are, so now you can understand other people because we all unfortunately think the same way that 's why you have you know repet- repetition you know you think about how your parents grew up. If your parents didn 't read books well generally speaking you 're not going to read books unless you made that decision for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have a big TV. Your parents had a big TV. You're gonna have a big TV. You cook out every weekend. You're gonna cook. They're gonna. You're gonna cook out. Whatever. And that's just kind of how it goes. That's kind of how we program. So this sister taught me how my mind works, and that's what really helps a lot of people. And I'm a PGI consultant, and so I continue to do the training with Proctor Gallagher Institute. And so we have a lot of consultants around the world and Bob Proctor had this vision of having a global business. And so his business has spanned the globe. So he has consultants all around the world in every country. And it's about helping people change their lives. And so there's some people, there's one consultant who was a nurse struggling to make ends meet. She's a tough consultant. And last year she, she activated 750 clients in 12 months. But how do you go from struggling and barely making ends meet to earning millions of dollars by changing the way you think?
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. So who can this coaching program help, this coaching program that you do? I would
1: say the people who want it. Everybody can, needs it and everybody can use it. But the people who want it are the best ones because this is, they're gonna go after when you want something and you're committed to doing it, you're gonna do the work. If you're just interested in it, you're gonna do it when it's convenient. And so the best ones are those who definitely want to make changes in their life. And you look at what people buy. They might buy the latest and greatest iPhone. They might buy a nice car. They might buy the nice house. But how many people actually invest in themselves? And it's when you take the time to invest in yourself And all the material stuff really is irrelevant. And so people are always looking on the outside to make themselves happy. But you get to make yourself happy from the inside. So that's why I say people who want to make the changes. And I can sit there and say introverts are great. Veterans are great. Uh, People who deal with marital problems are great. And I can niche it down. But like I said, people who definitely want to change your life. And they don't have to work with me. They don't have to use thinking in results. You know, if. They're not comfortable working with me. I know other people that they can work with. So it's who you feel comfortable with. And that's that's a key thing to helping people. Find people, put people in the right spot to succeed.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, Michael, if they want to reach out to you and they say, you know what, um, I really resonated with what you were saying. And I want to do something with my mindset. I'm I'm getting stuck. I'm not happy in my relationship or I'm feeling like I'm struggling at work or I'd like to take my business to another level. And I think it's a mindset thing because I've tried everything else. Right. And they're like, Michael, help me. Do you offer a free consultation or?
1: Oh, yeah, the consultations are free. And, you know, it's a discovery session. I want to get to know who you are. I want to know what you're dealing with and what your goals are. And once we start there, I, w- I just ask you, you know, a few other questions. It's just a conversation. And I don't sell products. I don't sell services. I sell people on themselves mm-hmm. because this program isn't about me. It's about the person I'm trying to help. And, and that's all personal development is. It's for the individual.
0: Absolutely. So if they want to work with you, they're like, I think this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. I think I need to talk to Michael. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you, Michael?
1: The number. OK, you kind of cut out. So anyway, my number is six, eight, two, three, six, five, two, zero, seven, eight. And that's generally the best way to contact me. You can find me on LinkedIn and Michael Chavez. Uh, I love to connect with you. And like I said, just get to know you. Uh, LinkedIn is a professional connection. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Michael Chavez, 99. That would be a good way. I would say Facebook, but there's like 50 million Michael Chavez's and it's difficult to find me there.
0: Well, so if they want to talk to Michael, they can call at 682 365 2078 once again 682-365-2078 give Michael a call he would love to talk to you a little bit about your mindset and where you think you're getting stuck and maybe can help you get over those hurdles so if you're looking for a mindset coach reach out and talk to Michael I'm sure he'd be more than willing to talk to you and let you know what's going on and and help you see the world in a whole new light right
1: (laughs) exactly we'll see it from your eyes (laughs)
0: There it is. Thank you so much, Michael, for joining us today. Appreciate having you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And I really enjoyed uh, being able to share this. And uh, I look forward to meeting, seeing you again on Friday and then meeting with other people.
0: That's right. Well, there's always Friday morning, DFW Veterans Chamber. If you'd like to come hang out with us, reach out. Michael knows about it. I know about it. And thank you so much for being here, Michael. I appreciate having you here.
1: Thank you. I enjoyed talking with you and, uh, again, sharing this information.
0: I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Thank you. So I'm DFW Networking Diva, Christine Dean. I'm here connecting you to who you want to know, everything entrepreneurial, everything mindset, everything about expanding your business or your organization, nonprofits, the veteran space. We love it all. So come reach out, hang out. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at diva at DFWNetworkingDiva.com. Once again, diva at DFWNetworkingDiva.com. And we'll sign off for now and we'll see you next time.